Join over 5,000 attendees for the largest AI event in Asia, Super AI in Singapore, June 5th and 6th, 2024. Edward Snowden, Benedict Evans, Balaji Srinivasan, and over 150 others will hit the stage, joining the industry's most influential to explore and unveil the next wave of transformative AI technologies. Singapore will become a vibrant AI hub for a full week from June 3rd to the 9th, with over 150 side events that will make for unparalleled networking opportunities. Visit superai.com for 20% off tickets with the code REALVISION. Look for the link in the description. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wrap AMA for our Festival of Learning, the next digital asset wave. Hey, Raul. Hey, Maggie. Great to be here. No drinks this time. It's tea time here. Yeah. So I've got my cup of tea. We have to, we have to be civilized and recognize that. I, I'm trying to educate a whole continent about, you know, what times you do things. It's not cocktail hour yet. I saw people in the chat. They're like cocktail hour. I'm like, no, no, this is tea time. Well, all right. We don't need to put up the globe to know that it is most certainly cocktail hour for some of our viewers. And we, they've been putting in the chat where they're joining us from uh, the entire Festival of Learning. And it's been fantastic. You've been coming on from all over, which we totally appreciate. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it's always five o'clock somewhere. And if on a Friday at three. We're not judging. Can, is that what you're saying? Exactly. We're not exactly. Um, but you did very seriously. I know you're trying to catch up because you did get off a plane. Um, in fact, we're on a plane for part of our, our festival of learning. But one of the really, before we jump into the comments, I have to say, as I was sitting there watching it today, um, I know that you see these people and you deal with these people more regularly than we do. But that was sort of the whole point of, or it is the point of these festival of learnings. Because as I was sitting there, especially, I, I mean, we'll talk about this a little more, but the branding conversation I don't know if everyone's had a chance to listen to that. You felt like it was sort of one of those um, really exclusive um, events that institutional clients get to pay a lot of money to come here, like the very best thinkers give their idea about what's coming around the corner. I, mean, I know you Maggie, the, the entire roster of people was world class. Yeah. From, you know, if you want the right people about regulation, you want to know where brands are going in the future, you want to know you know, anything in the space, the people who were there, you know, if you want to hear about art, well, Ian Rogers is the right person to lead that conversation. Yeah. You know, it's like, we are so privileged to have these people join us. It's amazing. And just for people to be able to drop by, listen, uh, and learn from these conversations, you know, I had the Twitter spaces last night uh, with Keith Grossman, another amazing guy, Scott Melker, another amazing guy, great stories about how I fucked up and those kind of parts of it. And uh, yeah, it was a great space. So those who haven't listened to the spaces, go and check that one out as well. Fantastic conversation, but you know, just a freewheeling conversation, really deep diving into this and AI and digital identity and all sorts of stuff. So I, th you know, as you said, Maggie, it's, I'm really lucky. I get these conversations a lot with people. You know, I was in at Coinbase, Coinbase Asset Management's uh, headquarters yesterday or the day before. But today we had somebody from Coinbase on telling you their perspectives. Most people just don't get to know these people. Um, yeah. We, yeah, that's right. On. And I feel like it's, I feel like, you know, that was, I, I feel like talking to the team behind the scenes too, we kind of felt like 
that mission to educate and to try to bring the best information to everyone and bring everyone along on the journey, I, I really sort of felt that today, um, which was fantastic because it was free. You just had to sign up, which was amazing. So we, we know that there's a long history of festivals. Um, the feedback was great. So we're going to keep doing them. But I hope everyone, I just want to sort of give a shout out and nod to that because it, it's not the kind of access that most people are able to get. And you could tell in the comments, people were really enjoying the conversation. Um, it's, I think it's a really important time to have it now. That's one of the things that kind of came across all of the conversations um, that people were having. Because some of these people have been in the digital space and the, and the conversations really span the entire, you know, whatever you're into, if you're into trading, but if, you, if you're not, you just work in marketing, you don't even touch digital assets. Like it spanned everything. But the, the, one of the things that kept coming up, it was so interesting to me was that people were talking about, all right, you've hear, heard about people building and building and laying the infrastructure, laying the rails. But now there's a feeling that this next wave is really going to be about um, reaching out to a much more mass audience or a much bigger consumer base. Who's going to be able to do that? Where is the best possibility of that? What's happening on that front? So I feel like the timing of this was really important. Yeah, I mean, I think this next cycle is an everything, everywhere, all at once cycle. So, so much money went into VC. So many people are building stuff. And this is the digitalization of real world assets. That's the finance industry. We're seeing the announcements almost every day. We're seeing new on-ramps and off-ramps via the ETFs, they're coming. We're seeing, um, we will see you know, regulatory changes across the world, that's happening. We're gonna see brands and culture. We had conversations on that, more about art and new use cases for NFTs, that's coming. New, new use cases for DeFi, new ways we're gonna do that, that's coming. New layer twos layer ones, changes to things like the Solana ecosystem, that's all coming. So I think we're going to see a kind of full-on uh, crypto cycle when it really gets going. And your head will be spinning a bit with all of the stuff that's happening um, because so much has been built over the bear market that things are just coming to market. Yeah. Um, and Hilton saying, loving the new uh, platform. That's the best thing about that is, you know, you talked about the community. I am obsessed by that map. So I go to yeah. the full RV network page and I just spin like, who the hell is in these countries? And you can see all the members around the world. It's, you know, how come we've got so many members in Kenya? Who'd have thought we'd had that many members in, in South Africa, you know, Middle East, all of these places. Yeah. It's just, obviously you expect a bunch in Europe and all over the US, but Here's here's the map, but some of these are just it's amazing who's who's in this all around the world. I I never get bored of this. I never get look. There's Africa. I love yeah. it. It's fantastic. Well, yeah, a lot of these places, they're especially Africa, right? Digital first. They leap right past people, some of the legacy all those system, cities so. in Europe. Yeah, and that's just the zoomed out version. When you zoom in, there's like another fifty of those. It's like yeah. crazy. I know it is really fantastic, and everyone was great about, sort of, as I said, sharing their locations. Um, I we're going to get to your questions; they're coming in. This is what this is all about. But I just want to give some um, some feedback because I know you haven't had a chance to look through it. Harry wrote, "New here, this is top notch." Harry, welcome to the community. We love when we have new people that join us through the festival and then get to stick around for all the great stuff that we're talking about. And Judith wrote, "These two, Judith rather." wrote, these two days made me even more curious about crypto. I will be busy with researching and studying over the next few years. 
can't wait to see the crypto academy. And of course, now, you you did the kickoff to that. That's another also important thing is, listen, if you're not yet using the notes on the platform, they're a superpower. So as you go through, you find things interesting or you ask the AI a question about something in crypto. Let's say you're researching crypto. Make a note. And then when every time you come into the Real Vision platform, you can build on your notes and you build on your knowledge and it's all in one place. So it's a really powerful way. Bookmark videos or write notes about those videos, then it state, saves to your notes section. So it is really, really important. And, and yes, just to go to what you were talking about, the Academy, that's another superpower for those of you who aren't aware of the Real Vision Plus tier. We have an entire education um, suite of products from everything you need to know from position sizing, risk management, how to research ideas, technical analysis, then courses from the leading technical analyst, courses from me on the business cycle, and now we're just introducing the crypto course as well, of which you saw the first part. I mean, there's no excuse not to get up and level up and understand how you can empower yourself in that journey. If you give yourself that gift of education and then support yourself with AI, the tools that's on the platform, and then the network of people around you, this is a, it's a game changer for people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've got questions coming in from, from all of our different, from our chat, which is happening live, and from Discord, which has been active and great um, as well over the course of the Festival of Learning. So I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna go with the Discord one first. And Goldog is asking, um, Raul, is it an incumbent, Google, Meta, et cetera, or a startup that's going to lead the breakthrough into mainstream adoption of crypto? If this is truly Web3, shouldn't it be the Google of tomorrow? Great question. That's a great question. I think it's everything everywhere all at once. So yes, there will be some large standouts. Don't forget, you know, Ethereum is a very big ecosystem that could you think of that as like a Google ecosystem for sure. You know, um, Chris Berniski at uh, Placeholder VC wrote an article that Ethereum is Android and Solana is Apple. That's another way of thinking about it. So I think, you know, the protocol layers themselves are big. Who else is going to build social media apps? Who's going to build all of this stuff? There's a lot that's going to happen here. So I also think we'll get adoption by Meta, adoption by Apple, adoption by everybody. So look, it, basically, this is just digital rails and everybody's going to use it from the finance system to your social media app. Um, so it's coming everywhere. You just don't realize it yet, but it will. It's hard to think that there won't be some explosive new company that comes into the space, even if the even if the legacy ones are dominating. We we haven't really ever seen a big wave of innovation without a brand new player that really comes in and, and dominates in some and way, it's right? Not clear. Obviously, we've had it at a protocol level. So these massive networks like Ethereum, Solana, all of this stuff. But there will be companies as well who build the applications layer. And we've not seen that. So what we built is the internet but we haven't built the applications layer yet. This is why this- and The this applications layer was Facebook and Google. Yeah. But so. it's gonna look different now because the, the, the whole concept is different, but this is what a lot of the conversation was centered on today, uh, you know, or, or at least let me put it this way. This came up in almost every conversation, regardless of what they were talking about, which I thought was really interesting. It was like the narrative, the next big narrative that people are looking at. 
yeah and it's not clear who that's going to be yet yeah, just yeah. and we will know you know in two years time you'll have a much better idea than you do today because you know we're still in the quiet phase so any no application really gets traction right now it could be a gaming company yeah that's another big bet a lot of people have got on so who knows and, and that's exciting right it's fun yeah it's part of the fun i mean the so, same's going on in ai right now you have no idea who's going to win this race true same thing uh paul asking you've mentioned crypto this is on on the platform chat you've mentioned crypto potentially seeing a 50 trillion dollar market cap where would this liquidity come from what's going to be drained or has all the stimulus from covid generated enough liquidity to ensure that all the markets stay liquid. I guess so that you don't nothing. need 50 trillion in to create a 50 trillion market cap because you've got things that are liquid, so they go up more, right? If something's perfectly liquid, like the T-bill market, 50 billion in doesn't move the market because it's perfectly liquid. So with this, you don't need that much going in to make it 50 trillion. You know, you don't need $50 trillion going in, but you know, if you put in a trillion dollars, so, Really, if you think about it, I think of it as a the crypto economy as a digital network state, borderless. And what you need is foreign direct investment to come in. Mm. So one of these trade agreements will be the ETFs. So if you think about it, that's a trade agreement between the traditional world and the new world. And so they the money will flow in. So let's say 20 or 30 billion dollars goes into that, that'll move the market cap by. $200 million, you know, a 10x multiplier. I don't really know the numbers of the multipliers. But don't forget, if you start putting the financial system on top of these rails, that generates economic activity at blockchain level. So Ethereum earns more fees, more fees generate into the system, you know, all of these kind of things. So I don't think it requires all the liquidity in the world. But again, my 50 trillion number is probably 2030. So we've got time to get there as well. Yeah, so, Victor Victor chiming in. This is what we love about the chat because the community members respond to comments themselves. It's not just you answering the question. And Victor responded to that saying, this is over a couple more bull cycles. Yeah. This cycle is expected to see about six to seven trillion market cap, which is double the last run's peak. He would be shocked to see the market go past 10 trillion. Yeah, I'm, I'm about the same. I would say 10 trillion might be where I'd, I'd look at to peak out at. Whether it gets there or not doesn't really matter. But then, you know, so that's a sort of a 10 trillion is a 10x from here and a 3x from the from the high. The next time around, if it goes from 10 trillion to 50 trillion is a 5x. It's actually a lot less over time. So it's all doable. Mm. Uh, Max is asking, this is a great question, considering that we we teamed up with Ledger for this event. Um, is Ledger and a hardware security key, all the average crypto investor would need in order to start? So the easiest way to start is open a Coinbase account. But then you've got the risk of having an exchange. Now, Coinbase is a very good exchange or Kraken or whatever. The next phase is, okay, if you want to self-secure your assets, which I think is a really good thing to do, the right thing to do, you just buy a ledger device. Simple as that. So you execute it on your Coinbase or Kraken or whatever. You transfer it to your ledger. That's it. You know, it's like in the gold world, you could do the same, but you'd have to go and set up a gold storage account and it's a pain in the ass. This little electronic device costs you very little money. 
changes your life because you're in control of your assets and nobody can take them from you. Yeah. And Max, so we had um, a conversation about um, sovereign self-identity. We had a conversation about security. I also think an easy way to get into this and think about it was there was a great panel on my biggest crypto fuck-ups. And I thought they were going to be trading. I mentioned this yesterday when Ash and I wrapped day one. I thought they were going to be kind of trading related because we've heard some doozies. Even on my life in four trades, I've heard some really great, you know, bad crypto trade type stuff. But it was more about security. The conversation was really about getting duped and making a mistake and getting fished or getting scammed or losing. You know, it was really security based. So if you hear it, through the way they told the stories of their biggest mistakes, I think you really understand the security because element of this. What happens is when you're engrossed in markets, particularly in bull markets, or even in the really worst parts of bear markets, you tend to get sloppy with your operational security. You kind of leave things on an exchange. You're clicking on a metabask because you desperately want to get this NFT and you click the wrong link and you you really, really have to get your operation security cleaned up as fast as possible and just think before you act. It's, it's just, it's really important. And a lot of the people just did it by mistake uh, because they're rushing to do something or they yeah. put free money on the table. You know, generally there's no such thing as free money. So when you think there is, you're about to be somebody else's lunch. Yeah. And, and the, the, some of them are, you know, some of the people that were talking about the mistakes made and, and they shared some mistakes of friends. I mean, these are really smart pioneers, really, really deep in the technology, and you just need one weak moment. I mean, that was the moral of the story, much like we understand life to be on the internet, especially as the scams. And so it looked It's the real, same with email scams. Right. It's the same it with pickpockets in the underground, right. right? It's all the same, is have your eyes and ears open. Don't be stupid. Um, assume that everybody's trying to take your money away yeah. from you. That's right. That's share, life share in general. Nothing. Everybody wants to take your Trust money. No one. That's what that was the because someone was scammed through a DM that was posing I mean, as a friend, a legit community member. I mean, they had it down to the T. I mean, you, know? you lock your front door on purpose. Yeah. Why would you not lock your money away? Yeah. But but you, uh, we have some comments agreeing with you though. If it's small and you're just getting started, certainly easier to go through something. But then as you you know evolve top of mind. And for, for some of us who didn't go through, if you're earlier on the journey, you can sort of start right from the beginning. You know, you don't, a lot of people learn the hard way, but you, now we're, the, the products are getting better, the security, the wallets, ledger, they, they're they all more, I think, yeah, I mean, user-friendly. I'm, I'm not aware of, and I'm not plugging Coinbase for any reason, but except the, the largest firm in the US, I'm not aware of Coinbase getting hacked in any meaningful way. So the probability of you getting hacked on Coinbase, very low. Um, and so for therefore, now. <laughs> for now, so just yeah. don't, you know, understand what risks you're taking yeah. and don't make it too complicated for yourself. Just choose a safe place to put right. your money. That's okay to start, as you said. And get and familiar. Then get familiar and then you can go to the next step. You don't need to do everything all in one go and overcomplicate it either. Hey, everyone, we're going to take a quick break right now to hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back with more of the day's top analysis on the Real Vision Daily Briefing. I think we all know by now, things are pretty fucked out there for most of us. You see, whether it's currency debasement, rising real estate prices or wages that never go up, it's really hard. And one of the most popular things we ever did 
was that series How to Unfuck Your Future. So we're going to do it again. March the 11th, March 22nd. We'll discuss the problems at hand, no holes barred, and then we'll give you all the tips you need to unfuck your future. It just costs a dollar to join Real Vision to get access to all of this content. Go to realvision.com forward slash the future. I'll see you there. Let's unfuck your future together. We got a couple of questions about this. Uh, so if you haven't had a chance to watch the festival yet, you can. You can do it at your leisure over the weekend or you know, whenever you get time, you can go back and rewatch. Um, it will be available um, for you to go do that. But you may be seeing people talk about the Ledger Quest that's happening. So that was announced and that was uh, just went live, I think, toward the in the afternoon hours. So this is a quest that is going to provide you with the foundational knowledge and the tools that you need in order to sort of grow your digital asset, sort of education and your own uh, sort of presence in the future so that you can participate in the next wave. Uh, so you go through this quest and then you get a proof of knowledge at the end and then a hundred who pass the quest will win a custom RV branded ledger device. So uh, Mario put up on the screen where you can find that. Uh, we're dropping some links in the chat. It's in the Discord as well. Um, and you can also find it at Real Vision. I think this will pull up this page, realvision.com forward slash ledger quest. It's going to be live for 17 days. Of course, Chicken McDougat is going to get his second call out of the festival because he's said he already completed it. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. That's I want to say, I've got a chance to look at it. Yeah. I want to, want to do it because it's a, it's a gamified education experience that in the end you get a cert cert certificate for just to prove to yourself that you've taken the steps required to train yourself a little bit better in what you're doing. So, it's A, it's fun to do and B, well worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great way to do it. Um, Sean E. asking, Maggie and Raoul, are there more events like the Festival of Learning that Real Vision puts together throughout the year? Yes, we do. So we tend to do maybe two Festival of Learnings over the course of the year on different topics. Um, and we will certainly do more of those. But we also have other virtual events. Um, so we've had the Crypto Gathering. We might have one of those as well, which is a slightly different version. Um, we then have in real person events. So we're thinking about what can we do next year to get a group of people together. The RVIP club, they get together on a frequent basis. Um, we then have Real Vision meetups, which is in-person events that we organize in like 13, 14 cities around the world all at the same time when you know we put the bar bill and the nibbles bill and members get together. So you know, Real Vision is all about community. It's all about getting together. It's all about learning together as well. So yes, we, we do a lot of this kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and I think that um, the nature of what we do is to service all of you. So if you have an idea, send it our way and we will certainly consider it um, something that you'd like to see. Um, we're always iterating based on the suggestions we get from our super smart community. So um, keep us posted. Uh, oh, um, Oh, this is someone. Thank you. Some we have our own employees participating in the chat as well. Um, and and Ryan's just on there talking about a meetup. So message Ryan in the chat. He'll tell you uh, a little bit more about them. Um, the notes. This is from Peter. So we've got some macro questions too. Nothing's off limits. This is ask Ral anything. So 
Uh, this one's about the platform though. The notes is an amazing feature. One question, are you able to link them to videos not on RV, like the ones you've done with Tom? Ralph, I don't think so right now. I don't now. know, try, I'm not sure if we've yet able to drop links, try it. Write a note, you know, Raoul on Tom. See if you can drop a link in that. Um, not sure, but it's definitely on the roadmap. If it's not done yet, it's on its way, as is PDF documents, as in web links in general, as in all of that stuff. And then yeah. eventually we will have the ability to sort, create your own folders, all of that stuff. But, you know, we've got a lot of stuff to get to. So it'll come over the course of the next, you know, six months. Yeah, we're 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 building it out. I would love to see an interview with Raoul and the Futureverse team. I think that's booked already, so it's on its oh, way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe Nico knows about that. Nico, if you're in the chat, you can drop that. Uh, let's see. Um, can you comment? Uh, sticky inflation narrative sticking around. Love real, <laughs> love real vision. Raoul's the best. In the middle of the question, I love it. Can Raoul comment on sticky inflation after the most recent CPI numbers? The past few months seem to have been closer to the sticky inflation narrative rather than Raoul's prior discussions and your kind of your school of thought on this. Raoul, does Raoul think inflation still think inflation comes down quickly enough over the next three to six months? Yes, I do. I don't think anything's changed. I've explained several times on the platform is every time, you know, we produce this chart of all of the previous inflations. At this point in the cycle, you always get a small uptick, which is we're seeing now. Why? Well, it's pretty straightforward. It's generally a year after the peak of the commodity down cycle. And commodities are usually just starting to discount the upcoming cycle. So the commodities are the fast end of the curve. They bring inflation down in the beginning. So they brought it down from 9% down to 3 and a bit percent. Then they pick up because they start rallying a bit. But the slow parts, the massive parts, 70% of all of CPI is rents and wages. And they're starting to deflate. So at this point, you get this little pickup and then the big juggernaut uh, carries it lower. If you look at the core inflation numbers, if you look at the the one month, three month, two month rates of change, they were all around 2% or less. So um, what you're seeing is clear, firm evidence that all of this stuff is slowing down. So just be patient, these things take time. But yes, I see nothing but disinflation ahead for probably another year. Uh, Ellen and some others are also asking about the turmoil in Israel. Uh, if it spreads, will it mean higher inflation? The, the geopolitical backdrop has been tricky, has been fraught for, for so long. And, and the recent developments only underscore that. You and I are both actually, and this was on the books, just happened to be on the books, but we were both going to have some geopolitical conversations coming up this week. You're talking to Dee Smith and I'm talking to Peter Zahan, if, I, if, I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, everybody is fully fully aware that they do not want Saudi Arabia and Iran involved in this. Let's see, keep our fingers crossed. Um, if that, I mean, obviously MBS spoke to the leader of Saudi, of, of Iran. So if they can keep cooler heads around them, then Israel can do the job that Israel needs to do to um, get rid of the terrorism coming out of Hamas. And it doesn't spread to anything bigger. Um, you know, it's, it's only if you bring in the other two countries and nobody wants that. They don't either. So 
let's just keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. But, you know, this is why we talk about it being a really difficult macro moment uh, and that this is a, a time and everyone has to kind of level up their their knowledge and really pay attention because we're not getting a break. Uh, in fact, uh, in one of the recent conversations we had, um, we talked about it being perma crisis or poly crisis. Um, that's right. That, that's kind of where we are right now. You just can't let your guard down. Um, so you've, you've got to make sure that you're, you know, listening broadly and to your point, right, Raul, not listening in an echo chamber, really keeping your mind open and making sure you get a variety of opinions, which is always what we try to do here. Yeah. And step back and try and absorb narrative, understand why you're being told certain things in certain ways. Ben Hunt's very good with this is you really, really step back. Don't get involved in all of kind of Twitter's machinations or social media's machinations, be an observer and try and understand it from a broader point of view so you can make broader decisions about, is this a bigger thing than we understand? Mm. Uh, you know, what is driving this? Are other nation states involved in this already? We, do, we don't know a lot of this stuff, right? Geopolitics, you know this much versus mm -hmm. what actually goes on beneath the water. It's like an iceberg, right? It's a horrible world in geopolitics. Anybody who's ever read The Confessions of an Economic Hitman, which was the worst book I've ever read, I couldn't finish it. It made me feel sick in how manipulative even the US is in oh, foreign yeah. countries. You know, and, and people that, warns that death is part of their game plan. And that's all big nation states. So it's, it's not just yeah, the US. It's difficult stuff. And add to that, um, the misinformation, including videos that are flying around on social media, we really, really have to try to, you know, vet trusted sources. You know, we're all working really hard on that. But um, I, I saw a, a report out today that 90% of the images some people are seeing based on what's happened just recently are actually fake. So it's really, really trying time. Um, not to, Victor has also completed, we shouted out chicken, rightly so, but Victor's also completed the quest already. So, um, Crack on, guys. Great job. Love it. L love that everybody's uh, diving in. Okay, this is a great question. Brian, does Raul own an air fryer? I do. <laughs> my, wife, my wife bought one the other day. I'm like, what the fuck? Why do we need this? But apparently, we've never used it, right? We had one before. She bought before. She eventually then sold it on, like, Facebook here in the Cayman Islands. And now she, we've got another one in the kitchen. I have no idea why. I'm never going to use it. You say that. I use mine all the time, actually. Um, oh, really? Yeah. It's pretty I'm just, handy. I'm, I'm just very chefy and I like my kind of olive oil. Yeah. Like my, I mean, you know, could you live without one? Yes. Does it come in handy? It's sometimes? like I don't use a microwave except to heat yeah. up milk to put in a, to make a latte or something. I don't I'm with use you. it for any, or, you know, reheating some, something yeah. else. That's it. Yeah. It's one of those things that, yeah. Uh, RV Dan is in the chat. Hi, RV Dan. We love RV Dan. He keeps the we whole do. thing running. We do. Um, can essential members join the meetups? Hell yeah. Yeah. Anybody can join the meetups. We just have to hold them. So we need to sort, we need to well, sort the next tier out. Cause my, uh, my, uh, old assistant, Julie used to organize them. We haven't yet given it to somebody to put it on their plate well, to organize the next round. Exactly. But we have had a few things going on, like the new platform, the festival of learning, geopolitics blowing up. So. We have, we're, we're stretched a little bit with all of that, but um, we love the meetups as much as everyone else. They're so fun. Um, RV so we, Dan's we, just after free drinks. Well, RV, Dan, RV Dan wasn't asking about it. I just said hi to RV Dan. That came from... Uh, uh, oh, I thought that was RV Dan. No. I love it. Drinks. 
Exactly. No, I mean, we all know we're just after drinks. Come on. Uh, no, that was from, I, can't, I lost her now because you know how these things go. Um, Rachel, thank you, Mario. Super Mario. That was the voice it. of God, Rachel. I know. Mario speaking so over top. good, right? Um, let's see. Raymond asking, what are your top three favorite indicators to measure liquidity and look at adoption of the assets via transactions in top crypto assets? like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Solana? The problem is, is all of this stuff is not available to you guys. So we've built our own proprietary set of indicators at Global Macro Investor, which is our uh, global weekly liquidity index. FedNet liquidity, I think you can get on um, TradingView. Wait, we, we shared that. Uh, we'll go back and dig it up. You can pull it right up on the platform. There is a TradingView uh, ticker for it. Uh, we did it in one of the show as I did recently, we'll dig that up. We'll, we'll, yeah, so, we'll touch so, on that. We'll post it. So that it. one's very useful. Measuring activity, again, it's complicated. You know, I'll go to a, a website like Masari. You can go through some of their free on-chain data. There's other on-chain data activity to look at that. But what I did find is that actually price matches my Metcalf's law formula very well. So in which case, technical analysis is as good as doing on-chain analysis which is just a fascinating observation. So liquidity seems to be the best indicator of the space. If I look at our GMI Global Weekly Liquidity Index, that has a 87% correlation uh, with Bitcoin. Um, and so that's pretty good. By the way, it is not accessible, and you do have your proprietary stuff in GMI, but Julian Biddle just dropped, I mean, you do share some of it um, because Julian Biddle, you've done one, uh, Andreas did one, Julian Biddle just dropped a fantastic update to the business cycle on our platform. And he goes through a lot of the charts that you guys look at. So I'm sure it's not everything, but it's no, an that's awful a, lot of that stuff. That was in the plus tier, obviously in the pro tier, pro macro, uh, Julian and I cover this quite extensively in our work there as well. So it is on platform, but it's not, it's not, it's not easy to get the data sets, but yes, it's easy on yeah. Real Vision because it's all available. Yeah, you talk you talk about a, 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 an awful lot about what's in there. Not everything, but an awful lot. Um, but certainly enough, probably, to get you where you're. What you were asking about, um, Brendan asking if liquidity takes crypto and the market higher in the next six months, will David Rosenberg get his recession? Um, so liquidity is a forward-looking indicator. So if you think about a slow economy. It actually means that the Fed are likely to inject liquidity. People don't understand this bit. So um, I actually think we hit recession, mild recession this quarter and next quarter. Um, I've thought that for a while now. And I think it's irrelevant because the market looks through this, uh, is looking at the forward-looking liquidity indicators that have been rising since uh, end of last year. We're going to take another quick break to hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back with more of the day's top analysis on the Real Vision Daily Briefing. Uh, I would just like to say to the community who's in the chat, um, we always say this, our community is so generous with their knowledge. Some of the questions I'm not asking because so many of our members have already responded or asked or replied to the comment. Um, and their answers are great. So, um, but thank you for doing that. I, I'm always blown away by how awesome you all are and the fact that you share so much information. Um, Peter asking, does Ralph think ETH will reach 3,000 by 
by December 29th, 2023 for the RV Collective Season 2 competition. There seemed to be a motive with that specific date. <laughs> I don't think I you're don't, allowed to answer that, I don't, are you? I think, I think each should have a strong end of year. So I think it's, you know, it needs to be by deck 30th. I think we need, that's where the options expire. Uh, it's all to play for. It's all to play for. I was going to say. Uh, Lance asking, with the multi-crisis we're seeing, do you see any shift in what are considered contemporary risk-on versus risk-off assets and instruments? No, they've actually been, well, obviously bonds because they've got their own story going on, which is mm -hmm. the issuance of new bonds to pay interest on the old bonds and stuff that you know forms part of the everything code, which you know is the reason I think that we get more cowbell in the end anyway. Everything else seems pretty consistent. We're early stage, you know, we're macro spring, crypto spring, you know, things like copper haven't yet taken off because we've not really got into that phase where the global economy's yet recovered. Um, Oil's starting to lead a little bit. Um, no, it's pretty, for me, it's it's really quite consistent with where it should be according to the macro indicators. So I don't see anything driven by the geopolitical cycle that is is changing anything. The only thing is the bond market being driven by excess supply. Yeah. Uh, which we've which we've talked about a lot, uh, and and we are continuing that bond market story has been very important, and we hit it all the time. For those of you who come through more of an equity lens, uh, some of our guests have just done a really good job unpacking what's going on, and of course, Andreas hits on it regularly in his Steno signals uh, that drop on the platform as well. So um, if you're newer. Uh, to watching bonds, it's been it's been great to have that. Uh, Angela asking Raul, what comes first, a BlackRock Bitcoin ETF or another retest of the bottom? I don't think we need an ETF to go to the bottom um, to get to go up. Um, so I think that's a red herring. The ETF, as I said, think of crypto world as this nation state, and this is a new trade agreement. So when the trade agreement comes, it doesn't mean you do trade. It means you can do trade. Trade, people will only invest in the crypto economy if they think the crypto economy is growing. So right now, you need prices to be rising for the ETF to be a funnel of money into the crypto economy. So um, I don't think it's as big a deal as people think. But when you look back, it'll have been a very big deal over time. And I don't think the crypto market goes to new lows. I would just... Unless liquidity collapses out of nowhere, which is just not going to happen because mm -hmm. then, you know, it's just the death and destruction of everything. There's no reason for that to take place this late in the cycle. You should be seeing liquidity coming in the cycle, not withdrawing. Uh, Kurt asking, I don't know that either of us know the answer to this. Will we be able to buy a real vision ledger? I don't think we can because we're giving them all away. Right. Um, so no, I don't think they're they're available. Obviously, there could the be a class. secondary market on the platform for them. That's true. That's true. Now that you can all, I think people, you all know you can message each other now, right? Um, I hope you know that you can sort of put tag someone and message them directly. And you can create I, group messaging as well. I mean, you can get a whole bunch of people together and chat. So you yeah. can find if there's three of you in Berlin or something, and you want to chat to each other, just create a group. Yeah. Well, there's a Birmingham meetup that happens on the regular. By the way, we host meetups, but people also have their own meetups and you can use the globe to, to go ahead and organize one. I mean, it's great when we're there, we love participating, but you can also do it yourself in some areas. 
are already very actively doing that, which is which is really cool. Um, Michael is asking. I know Canada. Uh, I know Canada is small potatoes on the global scale. We love Canada, um, but do you have any knowledge of the economics and risk within Canada? Housing and consumer debt is a massive issue. How does that play out, and is it different from U.S. government debt issues? Any insight would be great. I don't know if you look closely at Canada, Rao. Um, obviously, it is one of the big economies, and generally speaking, it's the same boat as the U.S in how the economy operates, but it has got the outsized housing issue, much like Australia does. Um, and it seems like it's slowing down. Um, Canada, like Australia, has been a beneficiary of foreign direct investment, which is Chinese and other, you know, Pacific Rim capital coming into the into the space that drives it, plus the the uh, the tar sands boom, plus the commodities boom. So. Canada is very much like Australia, looks very similar. The Aussie one never really went bust. I don't know. I know everybody gets very bearish on Canadian property because it's so wildly expensive. Um, I, at some point, it'll be a lost decade for property prices in somewhere like Canada and prices won't rise. But I don't know. I, 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 I'd love to have an answer for you. I just don't know. Uh, next time... Michael, roll up next time Jared Dillian's on. Jared has a long history with the Canadian housing market. I think it, if I'm remembering correctly, it was one of his worst trades or best trades or worst trades or both. Um, he has a long tortured history with uh, Canadian housing. I think he kept a trade on for like 15 years because he just couldn't let it go or something insane like that. Um, but he, he can never not watch Canada. So come next time he's on and we'll ask him specifically about that as well. Um, Encore asking, does the moving gold today mean something is about to break? What moving gold? Oh, um, I forgot. You're on a plane. Yeah, that's maybe an unfair. Hold on. Let's uh, un have a look. Go well, look at your chart. Yeah, I mean, I, well, yes, I mean, the regional banks are still weak. Gold doing this tends to tell you it's a cowbell signal. It's like gold is pricing in something happening. Now, I think people like gold over geopolitical weekends like this as well as a hedge yes yeah. because you don't know what's going to happen and bonds aren't working so what do you do you go to gold so my guess is some of this is weekend stuff but look gold is also driven by the liquidity cycle very much like crypto so a lot of people have been waiting for this to happen um so let's see if it continues past the weekend um but yeah i mean generally i've been bullish on gold it's like paul Tudor jones was talking about you know, gold and Bitcoin, are, you know, this is the right point in the cycle for these things. Yeah. Um, by the way, someone dropped that in one of the chats on the daily briefing. And I said, that's exactly why we're doing the Festival of Learning. And that's exactly why we say that macro and crypto live and they live on the same in the same universe and platform here. Because, you know, when someone like Paul Tudor Jones is talking about it, you know, the, the, these are not segmented things. <laughs> it's, it's all one investing landscape and we need to pay attention to all of it. Um, because sometimes people will say, well, why are you talking about crypto? I want to hear about macro. It's all the same thing, people. All right, wait a minute. Raymond, uh, Nico solved the problem for Raymond, but Raymond said, just curious, when do pro all access members get access to the new platform? Everyone has access to the new platform now. I don't think there's anybody left. Is there, Raul? So, look, please check your bloody emails. And mm -hmm. also on the message, on the platform, there's a message telling you to go to the new platform. You should not be on the old platform. You're literally doing yourself a disservice. So it's. But you have an email that is in your box. But if you can't find it, I believe it's from Rao. 
um, that gives you instructions because you do have to take a step. I think you have to create a new password or something. However, you can also, I mean, I'm hysterically laughing at this. You can reach out to Milton at realvision.com. Milton still lives, Raul, despite somebody thought I tried to kill him. I just said he creeped me out. Someone else said he was dead. He's not dead. Reach out to Milton. Yeah, look, reach out to Milton. Or can somebody just drop the link in? You need to put, you need to create a new um, email because it's actually a new platform. So you can't transport over your new one. But for God's sake, you should not be on the old platform. It is a different world on the new platform. So please, please, please go across the new platform. Yeah, because at some point, the old platform, we, we will phase it out. I mean, we're running them concurrently now as we migrate everyone over just to make sure everyone's made the leap. But it's not only is the new one much better, but at some point, the old one will be phased out. So um, if you see anybody in the chat who's still on the old one, and everyone should notice that your names came back. That was a fun one for a while. But yes, your real names followed you now. And if you come um, onto the new platform, you can message me directly. It's, it's true. I'm shocked that how few people have done that so far. But, I know. Um, have, no, have many people messaged you? No, I told them to message me today. A couple have figured it yeah, out. Um, but I told them to message me. Now we'll get spammed. Not everybody at once, people. But a couple, uh, and I said, message me your questions to Raul, and no one did. I just don't think they they know you can do it. Play around with it. You can. Unfortunately, Raul knows I'm messaging him. I'm also bookmarking videos and sending them to him, which I'm sure he loves. Um, Let's see. Uh, <laughs> RV Dan said, Milton is eternal. <laughs> Milton can never die. He's like, you know, I think he lives in Monaco or somewhere. I think he's you like know. Banksy. I've been trying to track down. So I came later. I came well after Milton was established. And I was sure that I knew. And you said you guys created it, you know, as a way to sort of deal with customer service at first but i don't know someone's like taking this thing seriously and i keep try trying to ask people who's milton so that i can direct people and no one will tell me so i'm like i don't know what's going on it's very mysterious and it's very bang i know but i'm a little bit obsessed a, milton lives off a yacht in the south of france or monaco <laughs> you know he's a very influential character uh he knows everybody he's been involved at he's probably involved in trying to talk peace between uh you know iran and saudi arabia right yeah. now Milton's yeah. a serious character. He's a player. Yeah, he's a player. He's a global <laughs> player. I think he's I also it. on LinkedIn as well. I think there's an Easter egg. Mil Milton is on LinkedIn and it has his whole bio. Are you serious? See if he's still I'm there. We Are have a lot of creative. I think it's multiple people. This is my latest working theory. And like the old OG, although I, I messaged George and George literally, I'm going to like give you a peek behind the curtain. I messaged George. And I said, who do we send people to if they're having trouble logging on? Because we get those messages in the daily briefing. And I said, is it Milton? And he wrote back, Milton is dead. And I said, no, he's not. And then, and then Nick said, that sounds like what a person in a horror story says right before they get killed. <laughs> so Milton does have a uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn account. Yeah, which is Milton R. But it used to have a longer descriptor of Milton. And it used to have a whole history of Milton. But... I don't maybe see someone, it anymore. Maybe Milton has made some enemies as a player and someone is uh, trying to clear him. Maybe George is trying to kill Milton and it's not me, it's George. Maybe There George used to be a full it. bio of Milton, but I don't see it anymore. Uh-oh, someone's after Milton. Let's see, Milton. I, I, I'm going to put my money on Milton's revenge. Uh, Esvin is asking, who's in Texas? If so, add me on Twitter. I'm organizing an event. Well, just go to Texas on the map. Go to any city you want, 
and you can message people and organize an event. So if you're in Austin or you're in Dallas or you're in Houston, you can find all the members there. You can create a group chat and off you go. We've got some, we've got some staff there too. invite them. Yeah. We have staff in Texas, don't we? Yeah. Michelle, um, you get Michelle, Callie. They're all on the platform. Find them. You'll, yeah. you'll see them. You'll see them when you go to Texas. They're go to Texas on the map. And they're awesome. They're yeah. some of our really fun ones. Um, would Raoul consider tokenizing the data that Mr. Biddle uses in the cycle update? I love that he calls him Mr. Biddle. Mr. Biddle. He doesn't deserve that. Um, <laughs> we are thinking what we can do, and there is in how to democratize all of that data that we have. Obviously, it's kind of property of GMI, um, but we're thinking there will be some announcements coming. Uh, we've got something probably launching in November that will help people with business cycle models. Um, we're also thinking through templates. We're also thinking through some AI based around it. So yes, we will. We are trying to busy democratize because Global Macro Investors is a very expensive research service, but we understand that we can actually change the game for people by giving some of this data away for people in a digestible, usable format. So we're working on it. Uh, the first one that comes should be in November with a with a bit of luck, uh, and that should be a game changer for a lot of people. Yeah, we're 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 working on some other stuff to try to help democratize access to research that's usually out of reach, or at least make it easier to find. But but more on that later. I, I don't think that, I, I'm not even sure we understand enough to give it a proper tease. But there's some very exciting crumbs that have been dropping that um, I think you guys will be really psyched about. So we're always thinking, I think the thing is that the, we're always thinking about how can we get more information to more people? How can we pull more people into the community so that they are up to speed with the rapid changes that are happening and then they can be educated because financial literacy, financial education is super important to us. So just be sure that we're ex always exploring things. Um, uh, question. Maggie or Raoul, not sure if you are bourbon drinkers at all, but if so, what are your favorite bourbon aged in wine barrels? I, are you a bourbon drinker? Look, I like bourbon, but it doesn't like me. So we're not best of friends. <laughs> so yeah, I don't drink, I don't drink whiskey. I'm even, you know, if you looked from my Twitter profile, the rum drinker thing has been quietly dropped because I can't drink rum anymore. I can have one after dinner. But other than that, it kills me. So I can't, I don't drink whiskey. You know, I love, you know, single malt scotch, can't drink it. I can have one bourbon, same. Um, I went to Carl, um, Carly O'Reilly's um, overpriced JPEGs kind of live event in New York. And it was all bourbons. And I was just taking a sip thinking, I can't do this. I'm just going to be, I'm on a plane at 5 a.m. or something. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm like, Carly, please help me. And luckily she's got a overpriced gin. So I had gin and tonic instead. So that was fine. Oh, I love gin and tonics. Um, yeah, bourbon. But it is really, really taken off. There's some really uh, interesting, interesting things going on. I'm always seeing these really interesting drinks. Our daily briefing crew, for those of you who are in that chat, very serious mixologist in there. They've got some really good recommendations. We do it at four o'clock. The issue of drinks comes up a lot, you can imagine, especially on Fridays. Um, and they've got some really good drinks. So you might want to um, see and, and put it, post it in one of the messages or one of the group conversations 
um, and see what they come back with. Are we um, democratizing finance or are we de- democratizing alcohol? Sometimes I'm not sure. I would say maybe it's just fine living instead of alcohol. There we go. Right? It's, like, a lot it's of the real vision of lifestyle. Snacks. Fine people. wines, fine bourbons. Yeah. Best restaurants. I'm surprised someone hasn't asked you that. You're always talking about Spain. We know. Um, in terms of best restaurants, but there's a lot of sharing of that as well. Yeah, Somebody I, the P. I, Diddy I know of not restaurants around the world. Oh, no. Uh, Lance said Milton is the P. Diddy of finance, and then Paul said he lives in my basement. Hell no, he does not. Milton still freaks me out. I'm kind of rooting for him now because someone's obviously trying to um, <laughs> uh, maybe tokenizing bourbon. I actually know someone who just sold a bourbon company, Penelope Bourbon. Um, he created it, right time. Uh, it, and, Mike and there's is a lot of tokenization. Uh, there's a group that's in the Cayman Islands that's got a tokenization project. I'm going to be speaking to about um, what they're tokenizing in premium spirits. Obviously, Dictador rum that we've dealt with, and we've got this unbelievable 1980 Dictador rum that's branded Real Vision that we've never been able to figure out how the hell to ship to anybody because we'd love to sell it or give it away. But shipping spirits around the world is actually not easy. It, it's unbelievably good rum some of the best rum i've ever had and it's priceless like 500 dollars a bottle if you could ever buy it uh we've got that we so. need to we need to have a big event in cayman give it away and the people need to drink it before they leave that's obviously the solution to the but you need kind of cut glasses the big ice i mean this is good stuff really, fancy, stuff. Really okay. good. fancy. um mario when will we be able to sign in with ethereum this is gonna have to be the last question Crikey, so um, yeah so um Token gating, token content, uh, crypto payment integration all coming sort of probably by the end of the month. Um, so and if not, middle of middle of November. So it's it's on its way quite fast. <laughs> Bijan says you can send it to me. I'll figure out a way to ship it out. Sure, you will. <laughs> and Paul is saying there's supposed to be Paul's one of our daily briefing chat uh, frequent chat members. There's supposed to be an actual Maggie Lake drink served somewhere in Florida. I think Christopher told us this. If someone, if any of you are in Florida and you find that drink, will you take a picture of yourself and send it to us? I would love to see Maggie, that. nobody can afford it. It's such a rarefied, <laughs> it's such a rarefied spirit that nobody could afford it. As it's it should be stuff. with that name, right? Exactly, so. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what is the latest? Uh, I'll, I'll squeeze one more in because this is so fun. Uh, what's the latest NFT that you bought? I, it's the NFT I didn't buy that I'm really fucking angry about. So uh, everybody must have seen the Refik um, thing in the MoMA, which was this incredible moving piece of art, generative art. It's like one of the most mind-blowing things. MoMA was so blown away by it that they said it's been the biggest art exhibition that they've done in like decades just from this incredible piece of art. So go on Twitter, look at Refik. So Refik did that, and I'm like, oh my God, this is incredible. Then he announced a project without the reveal, and he didn't really know what it was. And it was around these Amazon tribes that he's been working with, and he was doing generative art. And I'm like, I've got to buy it just in case it's something like the thing at the MoMA. I stupidly didn't, I was speaking to Batsoup, Yum, who's been on Real Vision, part of 6529 team. He was like, well, I don't know about it. I'm like, no, I'm sure. And it was trading at like two ETH. Today, it's like 10 because they mm. started to reveal them and everyone's gone, oh my God, this is some of the most incredible art. 
It's moving, generative, fluid, bonkers, beautiful art. And people are having these triptychs of the stuff and having it on the walls. It's like it's like otherworldly. And I bloody missed it. So I might have to go and buy one, but I haven't done it. Mm, I know. Everyone's got stories about that, right? Uh, by the way, and we'll end on this. So one of the really cool things is in the Ian panel, there was somebody from Sotheby's on the panel. And uh, Nico quipped to me like, who would have thought somebody from Sotheby's would be on Real Vision talking about something? But that's where we are. Oh, I mean, so these... the ex-CEO of Sotheby's is a Real Vision fanatic. Really? Yes. Yeah. So, so he's, probably he's probably watching this. Absolutely delightful guy. Um, and he's a Real Vision fanatic. Because all of these roads are merging, right? Like there's not going to be a divide between sort of traditional. And that's a lot about a lot of what they talked about on that panel. Um, really, really cool stuff. Um, I had to jump for part of it. So I didn't even get to watch the whole thing. So I have to go back and rewatch them all. There's just like way too much good information. And I was busy chatting with people. So every once in a while, I'd have to jump out. But it was your, really, And take your notes. And take, yes, and take your notes. That's absolutely right. By the way, in your notes, as you're going, if you have questions for the next AMA we do with Raul, put them in your notes, message me, and we'll do it because we do this like about once a month, I think, right? We're doing this yeah. for the Festival of Learning, but we do an AMA just about monthly. And then occasionally um, I'm let loose on my own. Yes. Yes, that's true. <laughs> me, you got to rest up for one of those. We're still thinking about that NFT from that one, that one, uh, that one crazy. If you didn't, if you haven't seen it, you can go back and find it, but it's in some of our bloopers as well, because Rao is in rare form. Um, hey guys, it's been so fantastic to be chatting with you all. So happy that you loved and found a lot of value in the Festival of Learning. We're super proud of the conversations. We learned a lot from it. So we're going to be taking um, some of the great wisdom that was dropped and continuing to thread it through the content. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. And go to the new bloody platform, please. Yeah, if you, you have honestly, any... we built it for you. It's actually incredible. There's the AI, there's the map of the world, the ability to message everybody, including me. If you overwhelm me, I won't be able to reply. But but if you if you're early, I might be able to. Um, there is there's so much to do. What's that? We have. I'm re I'm reading it. You finish. I'm reading that. Yeah, we <laughs> we can see a screen that they tell us. We have, by popular demand, the playlist. Everybody was asking about the playlist today, Raul, in the comments. Like, Who made it? Who made it this time? DJ George. George? Not George. The other right. George. We, right. ha we have a couple of, yeah. Uh, yeah, DJ George came back for us uh, and did it. Um, and it was really great. So I don't even know... <laughs> You asked for it, and here it is, the playlist. Wait, do we have the link? I think the link is yeah, somewhere. There. Yeah, it's yeah. there. Fantastic. Um, and we'll continue to share it on the platform. Um, it was super good. We're having all kinds of, Laura and I were going back and forth, another colleague of ours, uh, the brilliant Laura, having a conversation about how we can have um, guest curators and DJs for an ongoing uh, music list, Spotify list, something or other. So we're we're thinking about ways to get you all involved. You obviously are all really have really good taste in music. So we're going to figure out something fun to do and with the that other, too. Forget, don't forget that in the comment section is the Ledger Quest, the Real yep. Vision Quest. Go and take that because at the end of it, you get a proof of knowledge that gets you into the ability to win the Ledger device. And who knows what else we can do with those proof of knowledge. So just do that and do yourself a favor as well. 
doesn't right. cost anything. It's nothing. It's free. It's just, Which it's is really amazing. just there for you. Just to, you to As you. was the entire festival. So yeah. I, I have an ask for all of you as we let you go. It, 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 we, the festival was fantastic. There was so much knowledge and everybody was sort of saying they're going to go back and learn. Go find a plus one or plus two, somebody who's not part of the Real Vision community. Share with them. Bring them into the community so that we can grow the hive mind and also do your friend or relative a favor by sort of helping them along with their education journey because that's what it's all about. Somebody always has to introduce us to what we don't know. So be that ambassador and that person and bring them along on the learning journey with us. We would love that. All right, everybody, have a fantastic weekend. Brow, rest up from your travels. Have a great weekend. Will do. Take care, everyone. Have Take fun. Take care. Join over 5,000 attendees for the largest AI event in Asia, Super AI in Singapore, June 5th and 6th, 2024. Edward Snowden, Benedict Evans, Balaji Srinivasan, and over 150 others will hit the stage, joining the industry's most influential to explore and unveil the next wave of transformative AI technologies. Singapore will become a vibrant AI hub for a full week from June 3rd to the 9th, with over 150 side events that will make for unparalleled networking opportunities. Visit superai.com for 20% off tickets with the code REALVISION. Look for the link in the description.